it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long truths. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. It's undeniable. That you should suck your mother. Woo! It's unbelievable that you thought that you could try me never. The place that you need to go is very hot for real. Best you know, I don't care how you feel. Because the truth I speak always time will reveal. Yeah. One, here's a straw for you. Two, just tell your mother come through. Three, because it's plain to see that you're on some next fuckery. And Four, repeat steps one through three, five, never try to come for me. If ever you think I'm the fucking one, then you can suck your mom. (laughs) Oi, 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 what? What? As I'm always saying, that was a banger. Le banger. Do you understand? Banger. Absolute banger. Absolute fucking tune. What? Ooh. In case you didn't know, that's Brian McKnight. Start at one or start back at one. Or is it just called back at one? One of them things there. But Brian McKnight has some fucking tunes. I feel like when I'm having like, I don't know, um, inshallah, my 30th wedding anniversary, I'll come down the aisle. I'll have like another ceremony and I'll come down the aisle to that song. Or I'll come down the, the aisle to um, Shania Twain. You're still the one I'll run to, the one that I belong to, the one I want life rock up rock up rock up hey still the one i dream oh got it no i really live for the remixes that my caribbean brothers and sisters make of these tunes like celine dion and shania twain looks like we made it Oh, look how far we've come, my baby. Might have took the long way. Dun, 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 eh. But actually, back to Brian McKnight. Back at one, absolute tune. And yeah, the spirit just said, this is the remix. This is the remix. Hey, it's the bad girl remix. Oi, it's the Kalechi remix. That didn't even go. Look at your life, Kalechi. Anyway, 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 it is me, Kalechi, in the place to be. Welcome to SYM. Welcome, welcome, welcome. SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck. 
your mum, aka chat shit get blanked. Woo! It's been a busy week, hasn't it? It's been an extremely, extremely busy week. Woo! Um, so much has happened, and yeah. So last week, what was my song? My song was uh, "You Need to Give It Up." Had about enough. Brandy and Monica, the boy is mine. Who are we getting on verses on the 31st of August? Is it 31st of August? Did I make that up? Versus, we're getting a versus with Brandy versus Monica. Look at that. That's going to be wild. I hope Monica doesn't beat up Brandy again this time because I, I remember reading somewhere that um, Monica used to slap up Brandy. <laughs> it's not funny, but then it is. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that versus because I know that I'll get my entire life. If Monica, the moment Monica just goes, when I first saw you, I already knew, hey, there was something inside of you. It's a seasoning that I can never find. Paprika of mine. Oh, hey. That's not how the lyrics go, but you know what I mean. Um, That's actually the song that I uh had on my wedding day angel of mine i love that song so much and like obviously monica's got tunes in it but when it comes to brandy like brandy is so underrated it's actually criminal brandy's got so many fucking tunes like every single album of hers has been well the ones i've listened to um has been an absolute banger up to aphrodisiac i think is where i stopped i know she's got a new album out but i haven't listened to it i haven't had much time to like indulge in new music recently but um yeah, I just love Brandy so much. And to me, she's the clear winner. But, you know, I'm willing to entertain what Monica's bringing to the table. Just one of them days. Or it's one of those days. Let me stop before I come and embarrass myself, Jerry, before the Americans like, don't you ever fucking do that again, okay? Don't you ever fucking do that again. You talked about chat shit, get banged. I'm going to bang you and your fucking... I won't. I won't. Um, but yeah, no, it's been um, a crazy, crazily just... um incredible kind of week i guess um a viral video of your baby girl just being in her baby world you know my we still have to think of a title for the running videos some people have said racing thoughts running through my mind pavement ponderings um a few other ones as well so i've got to think for for a name but i think at the same time because i'm not in a way, ready to commodify it. I just feel like it's just a thing that I do. And I remember reading somewhere, a tweet where someone was just like, not everything that you create or that's a hobby, do you have to, you know, polish up and monetize? Like sometimes just enjoy what the thing is. And I feel like the moment it's got a name, then it becomes a thing that then people want to like latch onto. And I'm so fucking tired of brands recently. Like they really annoy me. So um, I just, I would like to keep that away from that for a bit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that the kind of things that I talk about on the podcast, I'm, I just made a video and talked about it after my run because I had my sprints and I was doing my sprints around Tower Bridge area. And, um, and then this video goes viral and it just, God is amazing, man. Like, and I, I understand that there are atheists and agnostics and all of them man out there and like, I respect you lots vibe, like do what you're doing in it. But to me, I can't 
help but see God everywhere. Like it's the most beautiful thing. It's the most awe-inspiring thing that to me, God is literally everywhere within me, without me. Like, oh man, it's actually wild. So because by every account, yeah, to me, the video shouldn't have banged. Like in, in, in this society that we live in, where we know that colorism exists, we know that misogynoir is very prevalent. We know all of these things are, you know, at play. I wasn't wearing makeup. I'm not this, I'm not that, you know, I just wanted to make this video after my run and then boom, it's close to what it's, probably by now past 800,000 views on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I put a four and a half minute video on Twitter and it reached that many views. Like the attention span of the um, the internet users is so short nowadays that by every account, by every metric, that video should not have worked. But when God says yes, no motherfucker can say no. Go and look that up in the Bible. Um, But yeah, four and a half minute video on Twitter, all of these things and... Yeah, here here we are. Here we are. And I was just, you know, just talking like I usually would. You, but like I said before, I just wanted the wisdom of the ages to speak through me and me not just nattering on or whatever. But it was a very interesting dynamic that took place there. And I, I like to be on like honest with you, man, as transparent as I can be within reason. I thought it was really interesting that I was on like what 40k, 40.6, 40.8, sorry, k followers on Instagram when I put that video up. Before I put the video up, I had my therapy session with Emma, my therapist. Big up Emma, book book book. Um and we were just having this chat and I just told her that I just find myself like I feel like I'm in a holding pattern, like I'm in a space of something is about to happen and I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I'm in this space and I know that I'm being called to be grateful for everything that I currently have and not feel shame about any aspect of what I have, even if I now have more proximity to people who have lots and lots of material things to to remain humble and to remain grounded within the things that I have and the blessings that I have and not to feel like intimidated like oh who's going to listen to me when I don't have this and I don't have that like just continue speaking my truth and I said oh Emma I've got this video (laughs) and honestly I don't even know whether to post it because there here we go again angry black woman here we go again rare 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 and Emma was like but is it your truth and I said yeah and she was just like well you know I as a therapist can't tell you what to do but I would imagine that if something is part of your truth then you speak that truth to power. Like you've made the video. And honestly, if you put the video out and there are people who don't like it and they unfollow, they were never meant to be on your journey in the first place. And you already know that. Like, I know that you already know that. So it's just reminding you of the thing that you already know that you would say for yourself. I'm giving her bare words, but you know, this is what she was saying. Um, And it's just live your truth because the moment you start censoring yourself is the moment like you're reverting back to the 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 space and the trauma that you were in for so so many years this is the time you you've got you've found your voice again use it use it and use it truthfully so i just thought you know what fuck it i'm going to put the video up so i put the video up 40.8k followers dropped down to 40.6 so you know a lot of those i would say quite a few of them um white mummies that came to come and follow me were like oh my god and then off they went and so it was like creeping creeping on instagram i didn't really feel like people were fucking with it like that 
And then I was just like, mm. at the same, in the same moment, after, after I posted it on Instagram, I was like, I'm going to post it on Twitter. But everything in me was like, why the fuck are you posting it on Twitter? They're so bad mind on that site. Like everyone's always looking for something to have a problem with, especially where it concerns you um, in this country, in this city of London. But still something was like, no, 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 I'll post it. So I, because I've got this um, like premium features with Twitter because I'm a bad man like that. I can use Twitter Media Studio, which means I can post longer videos than like the average Twitter user. <laughs> so anyway, I post the four and a half minute video now. And at first I posted it and I wrote like this whole caption with it. It didn't actually, it didn't go through. I was frustrated that it didn't load. So I, the next time I posted it, I just posted chat shit, get banged. And I just wanted to see full post. And then it did. And then out of nowhere, people just started watching and laughing and quote tweeting and quote tweeting. And it just started building this momentum. And I just thought, oh, it'll be cute if it got like 20K views. I never imagined that it would get the views that it got. And then suddenly, suddenly it picks up on Instagram and then the following's going up and big up um, India Moore who shared it um, as well from Pose. Um, They play Angel in Pose. Thank you. Because that was like the beginning of kind of like the spiral of people um, sharing it and stuff. And then someone sent me a, a screenshot that Amanda Seals, who's an insecure, like um, she shared it on her Insta stories as well. And like so many people, so, so many people, uh, many, many, many people. But yeah, it was just, it really overwhelmed me because if you listen to this podcast from, you know, for, if you're one of my day ones, you know, like even when I talk crud, I'm still very, very, soft and tender you know inside not even deep down just very much there on the surface just underneath the surface so suddenly I'm like rah this video is going around the world and it's my sweaty face just after running talking yeah talking the things but you know it's just out there now Sally and HR is one thing in it because it's my voice and it's my creation yes but it's like Sally that's not me that's this like white cartoon that I've made and she's just out there but this is like my face that's gone around so now people know like my actual face and not that I obviously don't have an issue with that per se but it's just the fact that yeah it just felt very I wasn't expecting it I never asperity but God gave it to me And yeah, it just felt very raw. But the most amazing aspect of that was how celebratory it felt and how just beautiful um, the support was. Like so many um, people, so many black people from around the world just saying, yes, yes, this has given me so much energy. Thank you so much for doing this. And that reminded me of the session that I'd had with um, Emma that I was saying to her, like, I feel like I'm in a holding pattern, like something is about to happen and I don't quite know what it is and I can just feel it. And it was, and that seemed to be like the beginning of it all. It's, it's weird because you, you think that you want things to happen because, you know, these metrics matter when you're thinking about, you know, publishing or making your own films, um, your short films, whatever, all of these things matter. You have to have these for these institutions that only care about numbers. Right. And so I have, I have, um, new moon intentions that I set in 2018 and the numbers that I put are the numbers that I just hit. Well, bar, bar my Twitter, but I don't think that I'm far off that, but it was the exact numbers that I hit. And I just thought, what? So I say that to say like, 
trust in God with all your heart. God, whatever name you give God, trust in God with all your heart because things come around in the most in the most random ways and you never expect that it's going to be one, this random thing that's going to be the one that actually pops off. But I claim it, man. And I know that, you know, I put in that work at the same time. Obviously I clocked. It's weird because I had a dream about certain people, certain people that I know in the industry. Um, I had a dream and they were moving mad in my dream. And I just thought, oh, don't think anything of it. Would you believe that it's the exact people that were actively avoiding the video that you can see them clicking like on every other thing, especially if you've got like mutual people that you follow, like they were there four minutes ago, three minutes ago, 11 minutes, like they've, they've been interacting with all of these things, but somehow managed to miss this thing. And it just goes to show that people will celebrate you as long as you don't seem to be encroaching on the space that they think that they've carved out for themselves. But I always remind myself that rarely are these things ever about me you know the way people behave is rarely ever about us like you can still be a dickhead of course I can still be a dickhead of course I'm not taking that out of the equation but how people ultimately react how we ultimately react to other people is about us more than it is about them so I just had to look at it and be like imagine imagine living in that prison of insecurity where you don't even want to amplify somebody who you consider in some respects kinfolk um because of the fear of oh then there's only one seat at the table like fuck them lots table man I'm not interested like fuck it all in it but um yeah it's it's just interesting that it was the those people pretty much that that I saw in the dream that I noticed were just dancing around it like they couldn't see it. and it's fine because again God works in amazing ways and 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 just this year has very much been for me um about god showing me like okay so you're done with that person so you're not you're not doing this for that person anymore you're not doing that for that person anymore like letting me know like who i'm vibing with and who i'm not because come come 20 uh, 2021 2022 nobody should now turn around and be like oh collect you no 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 we we all know where we stand now and it's just got to be what it is so thank you to everybody, every single person that shared the video. I, I love you and I'm grateful to you. Thank you so much. Like the love that I've been shown over the past couple of years, I have to admit, you know how I am when I'm grouchy about these things. But over the past couple of years, the, the love I've been shown by the listeners of this show and just like just generally has been overwhelming as somebody that doesn't deep down probably feel like they're deserving of love. I'm learning that of course I'm deserving of love and because I'm believing that more and more I'm seeing the love being shown to me so again thank you to every beautiful person the the beautiful people who bought me massages with pendulum massage even though Lavette thought that the pendulum massage was a, va- a vaginal massage one can wish one can wish but um thank you for um the pendulum massage is the name of Pauline Blackwood's um, massage company that I go to and like Pauline's amazing and I just feel so safe with her and it just helps me to reset and I know I need to go and see her again using some of my credit that some of you have uh, bought for me I'm gonna go and see her again especially after like all of these runs and bits that I've been doing so yeah just thank you so so much to 
all of you for just being wonderful. I'm I'm grateful, ever, forever, forever grateful for that. And thank you to my baby boy um, who bought me a Nintendo Switch. He and his wife um, sent me a Nintendo Switch from um, California because I mentioned that the way that I decompress when dealing with all of the fuckery in the world is that I play Animal Crossing, but I play it on my phone because I don't have um, the Nintendo Switch. And they got me one and... It's honestly so weird to me to desire something and get it like and and to have it bought for me or given to me by those who are around me. It's I'm it's uncomfortable. I have to say, like, it's uncomfortable because I'm not used to kind of receiving love freely something I need to delve into at one point in one episode. But I am just. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you to all of you. If you're sitting there listening to this right now, like thank you and God bless you. Unless you're listening and you're hate listening, I don't know why the fuck you're doing that to yourself. Go and lubricate your vagina or um, moisturize your, um, just any part of your genitalia. Go and sort it out and get the fuck off my podcast. But why do I do... Leave the hate listeners alone. If they want to hate listen, that's their business, Jerry. Let them enjoy their things because they're, they're a fan. They just haven't um, realised it yet. Yet they tune in every week. Um. Anyway, anyway, let's jump straight into the tarot for this week. The tarot is really interesting because I'm not doing pick a pile anymore simply because if, in case you don't take part in the conversations that happen on Twitter... Um, some of the listeners have said that they're happy for me to not do pick a pile anymore and save that for Patreon. So I'm going to keep pay, uh, Patreon, um, the pick a pile for all of the patrons. And then I'm going to continue doing my one-to-one MP3 readings as I've been doing for the patrons on the Supremes tier. So they get a one-to-one, um, they send me a question and I send them an MP3, uh, reading back based on their question. Um, so oh yeah so pick a pile will be for the um every all the patrons like it'll just be on there posted once a week and then once a month the patrons uh, on the supremes get to ask me an extra question that i send them a personalized mp3 reading um so if you want to join us that's patreon.com forward slash kelechi okafor okay um so yeah i'll go straight into the tarot then i feel like the tarot this week was um it's about me And I meant to use myself as an example. I usually use myself as an example, but this one is specifically about using myself as an example for the people then. Um, And if it resonates with you, you know, I'm on it. So the first card that came out is the full card. And it's interesting because I, I tend to like hear a sound and then I look at the time and then I look up that time as an angel number. And it's, it's always a specific message from like, um, spirit. So recently, um, the message that's kept coming for me is like, you're coming to the end of a phase in your life and you're moving on to a new phase, um, of, um, by God's grace, like more abundance, but at the same time, more responsibility. Um, don't worry about everything, about how your needs will be met. You just do what you need to do. This is the time, you know, you you know what the calling is like you you can feel it go towards the truth go towards the truth and so when I was shuffling the full card came out first and I thought no nah, no nah, that's not for the people and I put it back and it came out again and it's like oh okay so it is and I've got to talk about it so I feel like I'm at the beginning of a new stage 
And I don't quite know what it entails, but I know it's about me writing and speaking things um, and sharing my uh, like observations and perspectives on things. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's something that, that will bring joy and I will, I'll go into it joyfully and I have all of the support that I need and I should just take that leap of faith. Even if there are things that I haven't necessarily done before or industries I haven't necessarily moved in before, I'm being called to just trust that this is where I'm meant to be. And it's interesting because this, I keep saying interesting, but this, um, the image on the four, four card, because I'm using the Lisa Stark deck still, um, she's got a backpack on and she's listening to um, something on her phone so she could be listening to music or she could be listening to this podcast and she's got a backpack on and I remember the TEDx talk that I did at Sussex Uni where I talk about the um your your Bergen um your backpack having all of the things that you need on this journey of empowerment and it's reminding me that I've got everything I need we all have ev- like we have everything we need for the journey that is ahead of us and we shouldn't feel like we don't deserve to be going to this next stage that we're going to because the next card is the nine of ones. Like B, I've been putting in that rascal work from early. Yeah. I've been putting in that work from day. Yeah. So, and I feel like that's the same for quite a few people who are listening to this. Like you've been putting in the work. So it's a lie that we should, that we should work, 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 work. You send me happy work, 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 work. Yeah. Hi Rihanna. <laughs> um, it's a lie that everything that comes to us that's good we must have struggled for all my life I had to fight no we've we've done that and um not everything not every lesson must we have to learn through struggle and through strife and through fucking pain like let us learn as well through pleasure let us learn through peace yeah and I feel that some of us are mature enough now to learn through peace not everyday spirit knocking us over the head like wake the fuck up and get on with what you're meant to do we've put in that work and this is why we're moving on to this new stage and this new journey and sometimes it's felt lonely I can't lie NGL not gonna lie so many times it's felt lonely so many times it's just felt like I've stood out like this sore thumb while everyone that I see is trying to just like toe the line I've just been out there just like standing out like this sore thumb and feeling very much alone because even if there are people that agree with me, maybe they're not as visible as I am or the people who are as visible as I am almost make me their antithesis, um, antithesis to what they are and how they present themselves. So it's just always felt very lonely um, where I kind of exist in this space. But the thing is this new stage comes with support comes with people comes with people who have warrior spirits I guess like mine and that's we we do warrior very very differently I see um I remember Nicole uh, Leona Nicole Black was speaking about this in one of her um sessions recently that she posted on YouTube if you subscribe to her um paid subscription um and Leona Nicole Black was talking about it like there are warriors and we all we have warrior energy in different ways like I'm my, I guess, gift is oratory and it's, my gift is with words, right? So I can't tell you how things come to me. They just come to me quickly and I know how to shift them and move them about. Um, but 
that's how it works through me. Other people have different gifts. It's, you know, maybe through drawing. Um, other people, it's through song. Um, other people, it's just through straight up comedy. Like everyone has their way of approaching this. Some people, it's data um, collection and data analysis. Like they're able to do that, but all of us are necessary for this you know, I don't, I'd drive, I'd like to choose another word, but basically war. Yeah. For this, whatever spiritual kind of war that is going to take place, that's going to shift how we interact with each other as a global community, um, and, um, go against, go up against the, um, lower powers is what I would call them. I wouldn't call them higher powers, but the lower vibrational powers that seek to sort of keep us, um, at odds with each other so we never really transcend higher um all of we need all of the skills we need everybody's skills yeah all of the different types of warriors we need everybody's skills um to come forward and what the the reason i say that's because the nine of wands is followed by the knight of wands which basically shows people coming to meet me you know, um, and so people therefore may be coming to meet you. You're finally slowly, slowly finding your tribe. People are finally able to comprehend, you know, the manner, um, with which you operate because it vibes with them. I ha I've had a couple of messages, right. Since like this video went viral of people, um, DMing me, they don't necessarily know that I've seen it talking about, oh, I've been on your page a few times before, but you know, now I just, I guess I see things differently and da, 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 and da, da, da. And to me, it's a bit offensive because it was just like, yeah, I wasn't really fucking with what you were doing before, but now, because everyone else has seen you, now I see you differently. Now I'm seeing it, but I had to remind myself to take my fucking feelings out of it because that is perfectly possible. It is perfectly possible that at the stage of their life, that whoever might have been at, they were not able to process. They were not able to meet me where I was at with the things that I was saying. Whatever's happened, whatever shift has happened, they're now seeing everything in a new light and I have to have enough grace to allow for that to be the case talking of grace greenleaf i forgot to talk about greenleaf in one episode because why jacob is mad carissa is mad grace is mad everybody's mad but um charity most especially she's so fucking annoying but um and talk that talk about that another day but yeah you've i've got to have the grace to allow people to change their mind to allow people to suddenly now see now i see i don't know suddenly i see suddenly i see um yeah you've got to have the grace to let people change their mind and to see you in a new light that doesn't mean you have to fuck with them that doesn't mean they have to be your brethren um but at least you know they are sort of getting it now and that's okay, I guess. So yeah, people are now arriving. People are arriving with the same energy, the same fire, because it's just fire energy right now. But then that could always speak to, you know, that kind of Mars energy that we're feeling as well. Uh, Mars in Aries, just feeling all of that sort of energy. But um, yeah, it's it's really about that. It's, it's, it's knowing that there's a new stage, but this stage won't be um, as hard as lonely. Yes. There's still so much work to do. And yes, you've got way more responsibility than you ever had before. Yes. You've got way more eyes on you than you've ever had before. But this time, this time you've got people who are going to be able to ride for you. They've got the energy. They've got the spirit to stand firm with you and be like, this is our stance and we not, we are not moving. And so that, 
makes everything feel a bit more pleasurable, a lot more pleasurable rather, not even a bit because the spirit feels just overwhelmingly beautiful. So just you've got that now. So you're you're not going to, you know, have to hold it on your own. I'm just finding my, what is it? Cool, got this. So the next card from the um, messages from the angels card deck is Angel Athena, which is just really beautiful. It says here, it is safe for you to be powerful. You know how to be powerful in a loving way that benefits others as well as yourself. It goes on to say, you have been afraid of your own power. You have worried that others would disapprove of you or leave you if you allowed your true power to shine. You've also been concerned that you might abuse your power and that your masculine energy would become unbalanced. I'm here to help you reveal your power to yourself and others in a way that enhances your relationships, self-esteem and life purpose. Your power comes from love, from God. Who um, You who are made in the image and likeness of your creator have unlimited power within you right now. You aren't capable of abusing your power because your heart chakra has opened like a flower in bloom. Think of a person whom you admire, who is both powerful and balanced in their masculine and feminine energies. Such power is beautiful. It also amplifies your spiritual healing and psychic gifts. You are a strong and powerful light worker and God needs you to accept and reveal your power. Do you know how that is a word? God needs you to accept and reveal your power. Some people have accepted sometimes that they've got the power, but they don't want to reveal it because of what it would mean to then have to like leave workplaces. Like I'm thinking of um, David Sideman um, saying that, you know what, I'm leaving the BBC and stuff like you're going to lose, lose in inverted commas. You're going to have to shed some people and circumstances in order for you to truly step into your power. And I feel like I've been on that kind of shedding process Definitely from 2018, definitely, I'd say from 2017, really. Um, So there's been that shedding happening for quite um, a few of us. And I've always, yeah, been scared of that. Like, you're growing up in this society as a black girl to a black woman, um, a Nigerian woman as that, at that as well, you kind of understand from very early that, People don't like to see powerful women. They don't like to see powerful black women. They like to beat them down till they're nothing. Um, The most visible black women that we have in this country, in the UK, they are constantly being berated by some fuckery um, and just people just never wanting them to shine. And I guess because of the way everything's been structured, they've had to swallow it, swallow it, swallow it, swallow it and just like have it. And I'm spitting. I'm not swallowing. I'm letting you know from now I'll spit it back in your face. I'm going to do what I want to do. And no one's going to tell me any fucking thing. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. But power and black womanhood, um, visibility, all of these things have seemed at odds for so long um, in my understanding growing up. And reconciling them and bringing them together as a cohesive whole is what's allowing me now to, I feel like, talk more. Because I never used to post videos, for instance, on my main grid on my Instagram or even post long ass videos of myself on Twitter and things like that. But I guess there's a calling to step out more only when um, spirit calls me to, not just off my own um, volition. But yeah, it's it's scary. It's scary understanding that you somewhere inside you believe that you're not deserving of power that you shouldn't have any power and then what it feels like to have the power being scared of having the power because you've seen how much others have abused it but 
it's being accountable. It's having a, a, a community of people that you know are pure of heart and whatever advice that they give is coming from a place where they want you to grow and do better, not from a place where they are. They feel that they are lacking and they project that onto you. So it's being um, aware of those things as well. From the um, Caroline, is it Caroline Miss? Let me find her name. Yeah, Caroline um yeah, Caroline Miss, the archetype cards. The card I pulled was the visionary card. And it's beautiful because there's a black woman on it holding like an orb in her hand. And it looks like she's pregnant as well. Maybe she's not. Maybe she is because she's holding her tummy. So to, to me, it's like birthing a new world almost. So it says here, visionary, the light attributes, capacity to envision what is not yet conceivable to others, willingness to proclaim a vision without regard for personal gain. Yep. Shadow attributes, selling insights to the highest bidder, compromising your vision to make it more acceptable. That is fucking me. That is me in a nutshell. Fuck me. That is me in a nutshell. Like, be saying things, yeah? And I've said so many things on this podcast that then when they happen, people are like, oh, but Kalechi said that, Kalechi said that. And like, it just goes over some people's heads, I guess, sometimes. And it's not like I'm really like, oh, I'm a bad man psychic or whatever, but I just have a way of observing things that I'm just like, do you know that this is how this, I feel like this is going to play out? And just trying to see further than what we currently see. Um, but because of that, I feel like corporations, brands, then want to kind of align themselves with me, but then also want to control how I go about doing that, the, you know, going ahead with that whole narrative. So it's like I said, um, in the, I think it was last week's um, episode, that I'm just being more discerning about, you know, who I go forward with. There are so many things that I've turned down behind the scenes because you're not going to come and use me for one mumu. Um, and come 2021, like I said, I don't really want to be doing like um, things like that anymore because I just, I just want to be able to speak as I want to speak. I never want to feel like I'm going onto my page and I'm having to change my words to suit somebody who isn't um, accountable for my page. Like I am, I am my sole authority. So it's just that thinking more about that and how I go, you know, forward um, doing various things. And if I am to work with more brands, just making it very, very, very clear that this is what I, this is how I talk and this is how I'll continue to talk. And I'm not changing that for anybody. But either way, I just feel that once people bring their money to the situation, they, they naturally want control of something. Right. And yeah, I just, I, I'm rethinking how all of that plays out for me because it, it just doesn't rock with my spirit hundred percent. Yeah. So that's what we've got to work, watch out for as visionaries. Like when you see things, people want to jump on the bandwagon, not just brands, not just like corporations, but just, you know, people just want to jump on and then they want to start dictating to you how things um, should go. And then even when it's felt the most difficult, because I made some decisions earlier on this year, very early on this year, that would have seemed very, very like cutthroat and mean. But I was just like, no, no, no. I don't feel like this person is aligning with where I'm trying to go. They don't get me. They're trying to censor me and control me and how I roll. And I don't want that. So no, everybody's locked off. I'm doing things how I want to do them. 
And now uh, how all of this is playing out, it sh- it's just that reminder that Kelechi always trust you. Like, you know you best and you see your vision the clearest, yeah? No matter how much you try to explain to other people what the vision is, they can't see it. So if you see it, just go through my G, like do what you need to do. So, um... Yeah, I guess that's the tarot for this week. I really said I'd be done in an hour. Lol. But um, yeah, so that's the tarot for this week. And I'm going to move on to share your magnificence then. So my first letter, let's see. Beautiful letters from beautiful people. Um, Where is it? start here. Okay. Hi, Kalechi. This is the first email I'm sending in to say your mind. I was introduced to your podcast by a friend of mine a couple of months ago. Since then, I've listened to every new episode while also working my way through chronologically. I recently joined Patreon and I'm hyped about the additional tarot content. A natural flow of intuitiveness radiates through you out into the radio waves that then hop all the way across the pond as I'm a US listener. I always hear the truth I need to hear in every one of your tarot readings. I also enjoy listening to the other truths that you may not apply currently, but could potentially apply one day. I'm a huge fan of the recent multi-pass scenarios, as well as your newest edition of Assigning Crystals. I'm writing today to share the magnificence of a few women over in the capital district of New York. While I don't live there currently, I still am connected to many people there and have been watching what's been going on over Instagram. The first is a woman named Jamila Anderson. In recent months, Jamila has done next fucking level work. She organized a fundraiser making Black Lives Matter signs and stickers, making over like $70,000, organized and led marches, and most recently started a free fridge program in Albany to help end food injustice. She is such an inspiration. The next magnificence is Nicole Dahmer. It wasn't until I was in college that I had my first black teacher, and that was Nicole Dharma um, as my orientation leader. Dharma has a glow and a warmth that radiates off her. She is hilarious and kind. She works in the social justice field, and the world is definitely a better place because she is in it. The next magnificence is the magnificence of a woman named Shell Peen. Shell founded the Wellness Centre rooted she also published a book called balance your shit the chakras rooted spelled r-o-o-t three d focuses on energy work healing and movement shell posts daily videos on instagram my favorites are around grounding bringing awareness to our bodies and breath work Last, but most definitely not least, I would like to share the magnificence of my friend who introduced me to your podcast, Geraldine M. Gutierrez. Geraldine, I love you. Geraldine and I met through a girl's trip with mutual friends. Instantly, I connected to Geraldine and it's hard not to because she embodies what it means to live truthfully. First of all, she has her MSW, which is an incredible amount of work. So two big slaps on her chest for that. Recently, she's been doing that shadow work and living her best healthy life. She is kind and purposeful and does not take bullshit. I think you two would get along really well. <laughs> and I'm sure it goes without saying, but I shall, um, I shall anyway. 
Your magnificence is the fucking tops. Thank you for sharing it weekly with us listeners. I absolutely love your musicality, (laughs) the songs you cover and the random words you sing out every now and then. Listening to your podcast and your unapologetic honesty has helped to prime my own little neural pathways to live with that same strength, honesty and energy in my own magnificent way. That has included checking myself at every chance while I used to praise myself for seasoning my food and thought that was enough. I learned through your podcast that is in fact not enough and that I need to check my legs and take extra care to wash them in the shower every time I shower. Thank you again for everything and thank you for taking the time to read this. You fucking rock, Brie. Thank you so much. Two slaps on your chest for seasoning your food and washing your legs. I fucking love to see it and big up everybody that Brie mentioned. Like keep doing wonderful work. Keep, you know, changing the world in the way that you know how. And thank you for giving so much of your spirit to the world. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Um, My next letter, let's see here. Okay, this one. Good morning, Kalechi. I hope all is well within your world. I'm writing to put my partner, Shanique, forward for Share Your Magnificence this coming Monday, 24th of August, as she turns 29 on Wednesday. Bop, bop, bop. We are both avid followers of your work and it would mean the world to her. She has no idea I'm nominating her as she is so humble and unassuming. Below is a write-up of why I'm nominating Shanique. Thank you so much for being you. Continue to shine and share your magnificence. Best wishes, Julian. Dear baby girl Kalechi, first and foremost, I'd like to big you up for delivering a fantastic weekly public service announcement. It's more than a podcast. My partner and I tune in weekly and have discussions off the back of your episodes. Such is the level of inspiration served. It is refreshing to hear such unfiltered and unapologetic views delivered with flamboyance, wisdom and seasoning. Oi, please give yourself two slaps in your chest. Thank you very much. With that being said, my Show Your Magnificence goes to my wonderful partner, Shanique. She's such an amazing human being. Shanique is incredibly driven, empathetic, and genuinely kind-hearted. She often puts others before herself and works incredibly hard within her professional field. She is no, um, this is no mean task, as in um, the past, the workplace has been a source of toxicity, but despite being undervalued, Shanique consistently exceeded um, exceeded standards. Shanique makes time to share her passion for reading in the form of an online book club she recently founded, as well as producing pre and postnatal care packages to meet the needs of women and children. And um, the Insta link is beho- um, below. OK, so I'll share that with you all. Um, in addition to all of this, Shanique also amplifies injustices and inequality of all forms. This goes beyond sporadic social media posts. She's fully about it. This week is Shanique's birthday. Please help us celebrate by wishing her nothing but blessings and many happy returns. Your baby boy in training, Julian. Oi. <laughs> so Shanique is on at social narrative reads. That's at social narrative reads. So we can go support Shanique and tell her a massive happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, Shanique, baby. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yep, yep. Worry. How old are you now? 29. (laughs) Two slaps on your chest, Shanique. 
And two slaps on your chest, Julian, for sending this through. Oh, you are so loved. Imagine, imagine a baby boy in training there. Like, let me big up my partner for her birthday. This is a mood. This is a vibe. Eh? All of you, can you see? Can you see levels? No, honestly, this is so beautiful. Thank you, Julian, for celebrating celebrating your partner in this way. And Shanique, like more life, more life, more life, more life. Thank you for doing what you do. And it's a testament to how loved you are that your partner's written in to wish you a happy birthday because you continue to strive for others. So other people need to strive for you to keep going on higher and just, you know, keep doing what you're doing and spreading that love into the world. Like you're appreciated. Happy birthday, baby girl. So, um, yeah, that's that show, Your Magnificence. Do I have another one? Okay, I've got a letter from an anonymous baby person. Um, let's see. Anonymous baby person. Here we go. Dear Kelechi, I hope this letter finds you well. Thank you for all that you do. The tarot drags me every single week, especially with the three-pile format. Well done on running your half marathon. You are absolutely inspirational. I listen to your podcast during my run and sometimes giggle and strangers look very perplexed, but it is what it is, honestly. Before I share you, uh, share some magnificence, I want to remind you that your work is so important and appreciated. So here is a wee intro. I just finished listening to this week's episode with Leroy Logan, MBE, and uh, despite his experience having apparently not much in common with mine, it still resonated very much on accounts of me being a final year medical student, very much aware of my blackness, about to join the institutionally racist NHS. I found a lot of similarities between Leroy's initial reluctance to join the police institution and my own awareness of the anti-blackness that plagues the NHS. At the end of the day, my own faith in myself and that which my loved ones also have in me keep me on track. Much like him, I see the necessity of black people taking over some of these um, spaces which are predominantly white and oppressive. Hopefully I can be that face that black patients see on the ward one day and makes them feel seen, welcomed and well taken care of. Intro over. I want to pick up the Black Medical Student BMS Association generally, but more specifically the one from my uni, the University of Aberdeen, and particularly some key people who wrote an open letter to the uh, school to testify of um, some of the violations we'd been victims of as a black community in a very institutionally racist clinical landscape. The letter asked for changes to take place so that our standard of care and teaching improves with regards to medical students, doctors and our black patients. The school still has a long way to go. However, today on the first day of the final year, the 2021 um, future graduate doctors went through mandatory training in overcoming challenges, especially to do with racism in the medical workplace. I could see that the crowd of white students absorbed the training and hopefully will have begun to grow a flame of allyship and tools to tackle inappropriate behaviour on the ward. I hope that this is the beginning of more steps towards racial equality in medicine in Scotland. I am a tough crowd, but I feel the willingness to make some changes to better the experiences, um, to better the experience of black medical students, doctors and patients. Best believe, however, that the BMS Association in Aberdeen will keep pushing our agenda. And if the school relaxes about institutional and interpersonal racism, we will use the very your recent very wonderful and outspoken video on the use of violence. I will verbally punch the ugly racist with, um, as my arms are weak and I'm in no position to slap folks. So my words will have to do. 
All the best to you and those you love, anonymous baby person. Thank you so much, my anonymous baby person. Two slaps on your chest for writing in and doing the work that you do. I'm proud of your progress. I'm proud that you just keep doing the things that you're doing. You're wonderful. And, you know, we we just have to do the most that we can do with these institutions. At their very core, they'll always remain racist. But if we keep digging away, digging away, digging away, digging away, digging away, digging away now. Digging, sorry, um, that's not even how it goes. But yeah, just keep doing that, then we should get somewhere. Um, so yeah, big up yourself for doing what you do. Anyway, let me just take a break and big up this week's show sponsors who are Better Help. Okay, be right back. So I'm back to big up, like I said, this week's show sponsor, who is a better help. That's better H E L P. I've mentioned to you um, about how I've used better help um, before and how wonderful I found it being able to text um, and video call and, you know, have phone conversations through the app with my therapist that I've got assigned on better help and how transformative that that's been and how just generally um, that I love therapy and how beneficial therapy has been for me. So if there's something that's interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, then BetterHelp can help, basically. Um, They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counselling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in some areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account at any time and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Um, Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to like sit in those uncomfortable waiting rooms waiting to chat to your therapist. So, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it really easy if you decide that, you know, and free, if you decide that you want to change the therapist that you've been assigned. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is actually available on top of that as well, because this needs to be accessible as possible you know mental um health issues don't doesn't kind of just pick and choose based on your pay bracket you know all of us have shit that we go through so the fact that you've got financial aid available on better help uh, better help as well makes um, a massive difference so better help wants you to start living your um, a happier life today so visit their website and you can read testimonials on there as well but um, using my code or using um, this link, betterhelp.com slash your mind, that's better H-E-L-P. Um, you can join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting even more um, counsellors in all of the 50 states in America. So there's a special offer for Say Your Mind listeners. That's 10% off your first month um, at betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com slash your mind. Your mind, Kalechi. So yeah, Jump onto betterhelp.com slash your mind and get 10% off your first month and get chatting to someone about the things that you want to chat about. I know some of you are already using this code and using better help since I've mentioned it on the show. So big up yourselves and two slaps on your chest. Now let's get on to So You Mad. So this week on So You Mad, you might have seen that I wrote a Grazia piece about um, the reaction 
to Megan Thee Stallion being shot by, you know, allegedly shot by Tory Lanez. I, what day, is there a day that misogynoir isn't prevalent in our entire society? Is there a day that black women just get a break, a bit of a break? I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause not even national holidays, because even then they, black women are doing even more work on top of that as well for these national holidays. But it just broke my heart and it breaks my heart and it breaks my heart. But um, yeah, it just breaks my heart to see that People talk about believe black women, protect black women. Then the moment that a black woman needs to be protected and believed, everyone's like, oh, well, well, we got to hear both sides of the story because we don't know what happened. And did she really get shot in her foot? Because then why was she out the next day? Why is she looking happy days later? Why do you want misery for black women so much? Like, just sit down and ask yourself, why do you want black women to be miserable so much? Like, what is it about that? What You have to ask yourself these questions because they are necessary, very, very necessary necessary questions it broke my heart to just watch megan that um clip of um, megan the stallion's live watching her explain to people like this woman has been fucking shot in her foot and she's coming to explain to people that the reason she told the police initially that she stepped on glass was because they had helicopters flying overhead there's four of them as black people in this situation even though Tori had just been shooting at her, she had to tell the police. So someone is trying to harm me. But when the police come as a black woman, I can't even as a black woman, as a black person, I can't even trust that I'm safe in their hands either. So I've got to lie to them because there's an abuser on this side and there's a murderer on that side. Like, what do you do? What do you do? And he could have easily killed her. He could have easily like shot her in her leg or something like, oh, gosh, so Megan was explaining that the reason she told the police that she um, uh, stepped on glass initially was because she's aware of how easily black people are killed by the police. Yeah. And if she had said to them, oh, he shot at me or he shot me and that's why my foot is bleeding. They would have been like, oh, swear down, there's a gun in the car. All right. Everybody's getting shot up. Everybody's catching a bullet. Everybody then is catching a bullet. Megan did not want to die in that situation, nor did she want anybody else to die in that situation. So she thought the easiest thing to do would be to say, oh, um, I stepped on glass. Look at how black women, even in the face of immediate danger to themselves are still considering everybody else now there were some people who jumped in my mentions and they were like well it was her choice she had a choice she chose to say like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up she didn't really have a choice in that situation she didn't have a choice because she already knew how this different scenarios were going to play out and it wasn't going to play out favorably for her or for anybody else she wasn't just doing it to protect him she was doing it to protect herself as well like them motherfuckers had helicopter a helicopter flying overhead and then all the police cars there. What What do you think was going to happen if she said, oh, he shot me? Come on. And that is the very real reality for so many black women that this misplaced sense of kind of loyalty almost, but it's preservation, I guess, at the same time, where it's like, this person is harming me, but I know how much harm could be done to them by the state. So I have to protect them too. 
But there has to be a point where we go, no, no, no. Whoever does not want peace for me, I also do not want peace for them. But in that specific um, specific situation, Megan did what she had to do. So now she's done that. Why is it that his PR people are trying to smear her name and talking about, oh, well, yeah, you know, she, she he's lucky that she didn't get her PR team on the thing as well. How dare you? After you know that you've attacked someone, that's domestic violence. After you know that you've done that to someone, you're now on top of that, trying to change the public's perception of them. Megan is good vibes and nobody can tell me any different. Megan is just good vibes. And and you can see that her mum is watching over her. And I just pray that she's able to be navigated from all of these mix up and blend blend people who don't want to, who don't want her to, to live a peaceful life. That is absolutely horrendous that she's then on live explaining, explaining because people just can't, you know, can't get it through their heads. Like, you know, well, this is probably why she did what she did. A black woman gets shot at and you're all wanting thousand word to 10,000 word thesis to explain to you how everything played out. Because really what you're looking for is a justification as to why she deserved for that violence to be inflicted on her. And then we have to sit down and interrogate the collective um, neurosis that tells us that, you know, whenever something happens to us as black women, we have to find where we were at fault somewhere. Me, I'm not at fault. I'm not at fault. No, no, it's not because of being black and woman that and I should now come and um, like struggle. No, that's not at all. It's, it was really sad to see, but what did kind of give me hope was that Kehlani, um, you just taking me and I don't know what to do. That's a tune. Anyway, I appreciate that Kelani um said took Tory Lanez off her song. She has a song out with him. And I read somewhere, I read on Twitter that she took him off the song and I just thought, you know what? That's that's a real friend. That's that's a real that's a real woman to me. Um, that's a real, sorry, I'm thinking of another song. She's always a woman to me, but no, she's, she's a real one. She's a real one. And again, it just, it's that sense of loneliness that I felt as well. When I read that, like, this is somebody who's financially entangled with Tory Lanez because she has that song out with him. Yet she was still able to say, even with financial entanglement, come, come and be packing your load and come off my song. Come off my song because my loyalty is to Megan. Some of you don't have any ties with any of these people, but the way that you'll be riding for them and using it to dismiss the lived reality of other black women is actually sickening to see. I will still go back to how I single-handedly defended myself um, and my family from the nonsense fuckery comments made by that useless um, Pink Panther in his little suit and he's um, just that useless guy about focus on your Polish baby, whatever. I was sickened by the number of people who continue to follow that, follow him after the fact. But what happened? My ancestors got his page the fuck out of here. So his Twitter page no longer is about, and that will be the same for all the rest of you stinky motherfuckers. But it just really got to me and reminded me of that loneliness that People honestly don't care about the violences in whatever um, capacity or whatever severity as they deem it. They don't care when it's black women. They just genuinely don't care. 
Like they are happy to look on and be like, oh, well, I know him personally. And, you know, he's just playing up online. Why would you want to know someone? Why would you want to be linked to someone who comes to act an absolute fool, an absolute disgusting, vile human being online? Why would you want to be um, associated with that kind of person? And people will make all of these excuses because ultimately women are so, so, so like um, committed um to the patriarchy that in any circumstance really it will take a very very strong-willed woman to look at the thing and be like no i'm going to support the woman in this situation the rest of the people will be trying to find a reason why oh no he didn't mean it like that and he didn't want to do this and he didn't want to do that we saw fabulous what pretty much beat up his wife beat up his partner knock her teeth out and all of that like oh yeah fine she chose to stay with him but people looked at all of that and they still really still fucking with fabulous and i just don't understand how that's okay like we're okay with that amount of violence on black women and it's like oh yeah well yeah you know cool so i really rate kalani for um saying here that no he can come off my song that's what he can definitely definitely do he doesn't need to be on this song and she says, I've always been very socially responsible individually, um, individual, very accountable to my message whenever I've messed up, whenever I've done something that didn't align with the things that I stand for and the things that I push so hard. Um, she says that some of her fans expressed their concern with Tory Lanez being featured on the song. As, and she said, as someone with a large platform, as someone that people look up to, as a woman that makes other women feel safe and empowered, people are asking me, are you going to keep somebody on it who doesn't necessarily make us feel safe or empowered as a woman? Um, and then she said the situation was involving someone that I'm extremely close to. So I just felt like on some loyal shit and on some do the right thing, you have to be responsible. Um, absolutely. I'm changing up the record. I was con, um, conversed in pi- private. It was spoken about, it was all thorough. It was business and it was also loyalty to a situation um, she added, that's not an industry friendship. That's really my friend. It's someone I say, I love you too. And I just want to see more of this. I just want to see more sisterhood like this. I just want to see that when you see another black woman being treated in a particular way, like you stand up and you use your voice and you say, no, 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 that's not going to run where I'm concerned. So many people now are so focused in some regards to securing the bag or no, I would support you publicly, but oh, I've really recently just started working with this brand or I'm affiliated with these people. So I can't really say anything right now. You will die not saying anything, you know, and that will be a sad way to go out. I'm not going out sad. Yeah. I'll live a long prosperous life in the name of all that is holy. And I promise you I'm not going out sad like some of you, man. Like there always is a reason why you can't speak up at the time, but you want to then be saying things after the fact, or you'll just say enough to kind of appear that you're supportive, but then not push the boat boat too much. You fuck Tory Lanes, man. Fuck Tory Lanes. I said it with all of my chest, like fuck Tory Lanes. Like it's, it's absolutely wild that men continue to get away with these kind of extreme violence that they inflict on women, especially black women. I am interested in the people like Russell Brand who had everything to say about um, the WAP video um, last week and the, you know, previous weeks. But now speak up now, speak up about how patriarchy kills women, specifically black women. Speak up now, black trans women. Speak up now, speak up. Speak up about the way that black women across the board 
are being killed, whether cisgendered, whether trans, speak up now. No, none of you have the volume because you only care when you can commodify the thing. You only care when you can monetize the thing. And for that reason, all of you can go suck your mums, you absolute pricks. And we haven't even reached suck your mum levels yet. We haven't even reached straw of the week. But that's how I feel about it. Feel about it. Everyone's just there when they want to exploit black women's things, co-opting black women's things. Well, it's not cultural appropriation because I grew up around black people and I want to say nigger too fuck you lot man fuck you so my next um so you mad i saw this tweet by um a woman called anna that really really disturbed me so um she posted a a tweet where she um captioned it hello hr is that you and she took a screenshot of an instagram dm that she got from a guy called dan and it says hey This might seem a bit odd, but I done your blood test the other day at hospital and I thought you were good looking and seemed nice. So here I am shooting my shot. Wait a God darn minute. Wait a God darn minute. What? What? So this woman has gone for a blood test, right? He took the blood. He took her blood. And obviously her details are there. He's now used the details like her name, her first name, last name, whatever, found her on Instagram and then DM'd her. He clearly needs to get fired from his job because you don't do things like that. And I don't know whether it's Hollywood romance or all of these things where you kind of watch them and you see them breaking rules, like breaking very, very um, legal, like doing very illegal things all in the name of romance and love and shooting your shot. This is not how you shoot your shot, honey. This is some Dan vibe from you on Netflix. Like this is wild. But what's even more wild was the the comments. My God, the comments. People were basically like, you're an ungrateful bitch because this is someone trying to be romantic. He clearly likes you and he's trying to talk to you. And then you're baiting him up on the internet. Like, um, you didn't need to share the screenshot. If you weren't interested, you weren't interested. You didn't need to post it. No, she did need to post it. She did need to post it because things like that should not be happening. You can't have access to people's confidential information, sensitive information. Do you not know what GDPR stands for? What the fuck is wrong with you? That's not what you're meant to be doing with people's information. And then what was really, really horrible is that then she came back online and said, oh, um, I've um, decided not to go any further or to pursue the whole um, whole thing because, you know, um, I, I just don't. She says, disclaimer we've spoken he's not getting fired he knows that he's done and what he's done was wrong the amount of abuse i'm getting i'd rather not report if this was your sister or daughter or cousin in my position imagine how you'd feel if they got some of the messages i've received absolutely wild absolutely wild that again we come back to patriarchy yeah this anna woman has posted that this happened to her. Um, he's DM'd her from taking, like he's clearly written, like you had a blood test the other day and I basically took your details and this is me shooting my shot. I don't see where that can be romantic. And, and if you find that romantic, then I just think that there's something very, very, very wrong with you. Very, very wrong with you. That's not how you use people's details. And I remember back in the day, it must've been when I was at, 
uni. So we're looking at like 2007, 2008, yeah? There were some guys that used to work at Carphone Warehouse and all of them places. And they would, a girl would come in to kind of do something for her phone or get a contract out. And they would take the number and share it amongst their friends and be like, oh, she's buff. You can contact her. She's buff. I remember one of my friends, like she was, she was telling me, um, cause she lived in Manchester at the time. She was just like, oh yeah. Um, this guy called me and he said that he got my number from, um, from when I came to come and do something with my phone. And we've been chatting since like people are brazen. I don't think it's cute. I, I, I didn't even think it was cute then. Something about it was so off even then. So now when I'm looking at it, like somebody came to come and have the, do a blood test, which to me just is very, very extremely personal. And then you're just like, oh, well, she's a hottie. Let me take her details and holler at her on Instagram. Like how many people has he done that to? Because all of you motherfuckers are sitting in the girl's comment section going, oh, well, it's romantic and you're just a spoil sport and you're rare, rare, rare. How do you know that it's just her? Because someone like that, this isn't the first time that he's done that. He was too slick with it. This isn't the first time that he's done that. This seems very predatory to me and I don't like it and he should be fired. But look at the society where we live in, where it's not her that you have, it's not him that you have an issue with it's her that you have an issue with because you just hate women you lot just hate women even as women you hate other women and you need to sit the fuck down and ask yourself how the hell you got to this position in the first place in your life where your life is so upside down and fucking wayward and inside out Ugh. i hope she's okay anyway because there's nothing romantic about that and i fully hate it for her i hate it for her so my last so you mad uh, it's this article that I was reading that says black newborns are likely are more likely to die when looked after by white doctors. It says here, black newborn babies in the United States are more likely to survive childbirth if they are cared for by black doctors, but three times more likely than white babies to die when looked after by white doctors, a study has found. The mortality rate of black newborns in hospital shrunk by between 39% and 58% when black physicians took charge of the birth, according to the research, which laid bare how shocking racial disparities in human health can affect even the first hours of a person's life. By contrast, the mortality rate for white babies was largely unaffected by the doctor's race. So I just want you to take that part in for a moment. Yeah. People will talk about, oh, I'm a doctor. I'm just here to save and preserve life and da, 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 da. Unconscious bias, unconscious bias. There's no such thing. There is no such thing. And you can't tell me. I don't want to hear it. You're racist. And that's it. That's it. You can try to absorb yourself, um, absolve yourself of the responsibility of your racism by calling it unconscious, but you better make that shit conscious and quickly and fastly. And this is why I had such a problem with the whole um, um, mummy blogger gate issue, because this is someone who's um, a midwife, right? A midwife with a fake page and they're using it to troll um, black women, troll other women, other mummies as well, but troll a black woman specifically all of those things like really, really bother me because it's just like, so how well do you look after black babies if this is how you behave so hatefully? How? How do you continue to um, work in this field? And this is looking at America, but I'm looking at over here and saying that this is why I had such an issue with it. And this is why I was louding it up even then when you lot were trying to, or these useless people were trying to, report my page and and get my Instagram account taken down and it was taken down temporarily or whatever the fuck. 
But this is what I was trying to, these were the lines, these were the dots I was trying to connect that black people, black patients genuinely, um, genuinely aren't safe then when if this is how someone's moving in private, in their professional life, all of that shit's still going to play out. And we're seeing it here. And it's unfortunate because I don't even think that we're going to get studies like this done as thorough and um, as thoroughly as it's been done in the US, done in the UK, because they, they're still denying that racism is even a thing. You'll bring up these stats and one motherfucker like Nick Ferrari will turn around and be like, oh, but is racism the issue? Could there be another issue? Could it be something else? Could it be something else? Like people never wanting to face up to the fact that nah, this country is the main, is, is the manufactured the racism that they then shipped out across the world. So if this is playing out in America, I promise you it's playing out in the UK too. They just don't want to fund the research that would show us everything as clear as day because we already know the mortality rates, you know, um, from the five times more campaign for black mothers and, and, you know, giving birth and that. We already know the disproportionate uh, mortality rates there. So there has to be something that we need to know more about when it concerns newborns and the difference when they looked after by black doctors instead and black midwives instead, because that that would be very, very interesting to, to note and to see. But notice how there's no difference in the mortality rates for the white babies. They're un, basically unaffected by the doctor's rate, um, race, because in every situation, that white baby is innocent, is beautiful, is this. And they've probably, when we're looking at the socioeconomic background of it all, they're probably in better living situations in comparison to some of those black babies. So there are so many things that are already playing out outside of the hospital before we even get into the hospital that already puts black babies at a disadvantage. But we don't want it anymore. Fuck it. All of it needs to stop right now because every child that's born deserves a chance to live. Yeah. Deserves to be able to just see their life and enjoy their life. It's not because of one motherfucking stupid racist doctor that, oh, they'll just leave the child in the corner and, you know, they'll go about their business and they'll go and care more for the white babies. Not on my watch. And I'm glad that these studies have been done to draw light, you know, to, to shed light on the matter. And it's interesting because when you go, when you read the whole piece, the university that did the research um, from the researchers from the George Mason University, it says here that they analyzed data capturing 1.8 million hospital births in Florida between 1992 and 2015 for the new study. When you look at that, when they're saying, when they're asked, what do you think? is the reason for all of this. Everyone's still dancing around the term racism. Everyone's still trying to kind of dance around it. Call the devil by its name. Call the devil by its name. That's how you can get it under control. If you watch all of these exorcists and all of them films there, you have to know the name of the demon and call the name of the demon to really lambast it and fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. You have to know the name of the demon. Call racism by its name. Stop calling it unconscious bias and Higgy and Hagar. Call it by its fucking name and start dealing with it from there. Stop coming up with everything else but that because you don't like the term because it makes you uncomfortable. Fuck your discomfort, fam. Fuck your comfort, fam. Nobody gives a shit. I care more about racism. Like, that is what we need to be dealing with. So, yeah. Someone, I I think they went on to say... um, Black babies have been dying at disproportionate rates since as long as we've collected data. The time is now to change and ensure that black infants are afforded the opportunity to thrive. And that's all I really want. That's all I want. I've heard so many stories, even in the UK, of when um, children go to nurseries and the black babies left with their nappies unchanged for hours and this and that. I promise you, this I promise you. 
This I promise you. I will fuck you up. I will fuck. Hey! I will fuck you up if I were to come and find my child unchanged or whatever because you were busy looking after Tommy and Robbie and you left my child there to just be walking around with doo-doo nappies because you just have just something about him. Just something about him. He's a cheeky one. I will punch you in your left breast. Promise you that. Won't be happening. Won't be happening. You see it play out from nursery, but we're now seeing that it's playing out even before nursery. It's playing out when they're still in their little baby, um, you know, um, cots at the hospital. Not with it. Not with it at all. Something needs to change. Something needs to be done. Thank God for black doctors and nurses, eh? Thank God for black medical uh, professionals that can actually come and be like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, this is the care that should be given. Thank God that, you know, these people see our humanity, bloody hell anyway that's that for so you mad let's move on to straw of the week aka suck your mum. my first straw of the week goes out to the um some of the people um in beirut in lebanon who uh i saw a video last week where a kenyan domestic worker was abandoned in beirut with their belongings in a garbage bag their employer had basically said, oh, due to the dire economic situation in the aftermath of the um, horrible um, Beirut explosion that they don't, can't, you know, some of these um, um, employers can't afford to have domestic workers anymore, you know, living in their homes and like working for them or whatever. So they've just basically kicked them out. And this is what gets me because when the um, explosion happened, I saw a lot of people tweeting, oh, I haven't seen all the people talking about Black Lives Matter, talking about what's happening in Beirut. And I just, first of all, a lot of us were talking about it. First of all, bitch, first of all, that was definitely happening. Second of all, why is it that black people are loud every day of the week, except for the day that you need us to be loud on your behalf? Were you talking about Black Lives Matter? Probably not. Probably criticizing it up and down because no one that was actually caring about Black Lives Matter could possibly turn around and go, well, why are you talking about Beirut? Because I, I, I just know you are lying. I just know that. But now you're turning around and talking about, oh, well, where are they to talk about this? Do you not think people are dying? Blood is still wet on the streets and you're talking about, oh, why aren't you concerned about this? Fam, I'm just, I'm still trying to survive. I'm still trying to live. Why don't you talk about it? Why don't you mobilize and you amplify the voices of these people? That tweet that you just sent uh, talking about why is nobody talking about this? Why aren't the Black Lives Matter lot talking about this? You could have used those same number of characters to actually talk about it. But instead, you're being wayward. You're being wayward and focusing where you should not be focusing. And now the same people, are you tweeting about the fact that these um, employers are kicking out their black domestic workers? Are you talking about that? Are you talking about the anti-blackness, the pervasive anti-blackness in um, Arab communities? Are you talking about that? No, no, because that's not what we're talking about right now. We're focused on this. We're focused on that. There is anti-blackness everywhere so of course now that now let's talk about black lives matter and let's talk about beirut let's talk about it all together then because this is disgusting absolutely disgusting that they've been kicked out with no pay the like the um the video that i saw the kenyan um woman has been kicked out no pay 
No nothing. All her clothes, all her belongings in a garbage bag. Here you go in the city centre. Bye. Not working for me anymore. That's how black women are disposed of in society. That's how they you're you're providing all of these services, doing what you need to do, and then boom, something like that happens. Off you go. So in a piece that I read, it says here the um. It says here, um, Lebanese activists have been sharing a video of a woman in her luxury car abandoning her, abandoning her maid on the street in front of the Kenyan consulate in the capital Beirut, while other Kenyan women shout their anger at what they were seeing. Um, she brought her here and the girl is sick and she refused to pay her and she brought her here. How can you drop a person into the street? It is haram. The girl is complaining, I am sick. And the woman came and dropped her here in the streets, one woman said. The viral video showed the abandoned domestic worker um, can be seen in distress holding her personal belongings in a garbage bag. The video taken by a passerby has been widely spread showing the domestic worker crying because she was unable to do anything as she found herself both without work or shelter. Um, foreign domestic workers have been paying the price for the economic crisis in Lebanon due to the shortage of the dollar caused by an economic slowdown. Many domestic workers are demanding their salaries at a time when many Lebanese who recruit them are unable to pay salaries in dollars themselves. Um, Thousands of foreign workers in Lebanon, um, some without legal documentation, are out of work and left stranded by border closures due to the global COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Their plight has been compounded by the deadly explosion at Beirut port on August the 4th. This is why I keep asking you, when are black women going to catch a break? Because they've gone out of their countries to go and find another country to work. They've been brought in by these employers. So you had the time, you had the money when it was time to live lavish, but you do not have the heart to even go, oh, you know what? I can't pay you, for, I don't know, everything, but here's something. Or maybe, you know, you could just live with us Um, in the meantime. You know, you've got shelter and we will just all figure this out together. You can't do any of that because your anti-blackness is so deep, so calcified in your soul, if it's even still alive. It's still there, just calcified there. And you can't show any sort of humanity, any sort of compassion to people who have been living and help, living within helping you. This is why you can't come and tell me about POC and WOC, women of color, people of color. Fuck that. Fuck that. And don't talk to me about any political blackness. Fuck that too. Because when it comes down to it, everybody knows how to be anti-black at the flick of a switch. Everybody because we saw again when china was having the fuckery said about them from trump about the coronavirus and he was calling it the chinese virus and whatever the fuck we were all louding it up that that is wrong that is just horrible you don't say shit like that now when everything's kicking off in china who are the who's hit who's hit first who are the ones that have been ostracized first africans africans living in china so you can't keep talking to me about um unity when we haven't addressed the anti-blackness that is in so many communities. Don't be asking, where's my voice when your voice was not anywhere to be heard during my plight. Fuck all of you. Fuck you all. Fuck you all. And that is my mood for the rest of 2020 and going into 2021. I will only speak up for the people who speak up for me. Yeah. Only speaking up for the people that speak up for me. Obviously, you know, I'll still be talking my things where I see them. But generally, I'm not here going to be using my voice anymore. I see something happening to some, um, somebody else and I speak. Because when it comes down to it, I've noticed that these people don't have the same energy when it concerns me. Rarely do people 
have the same energy when it comes to black women they don't have it they ain't got it yeah everyone will be marching up and down the streets marching up and down the streets when it concerns black men but black women are still here still waiting for justice still waiting for justice we're tired of waiting things need to be done asap so my last straw of the week um goes out to the woman uh, in a video that I was tagged in and I don't know why the fuck people keep tagging me. I don't know how many more times I need to say, stop fucking tagging me and shit. And then, oh, um, would you prefer I DM'd it to you instead? Don't DM me either with trauma. Don't DM me things. I'm not a rent and angry black woman. I don't need to see it. You talk about it on your platforms. And when I want to, I will pick it up and I'll talk about it if I, if I want to. Otherwise, leave me alone. And when it's done by other black women, it really blows my mind. Like, stop it. I don't know how many times I need to say it. But again, it's usually people that don't uh, engage with my platform in its entire breadth. So they engage with me. Um, even It doesn't even matter. If you engage with me on Twitter or Instagram, you already know that I don't fucking like being tagged and shit or sent DMs. So it's not even like you, a case of actually needing to even listen to the podcast. I've told you everywhere, stop tagging me and shit. You can just hashtag it. And I can look up the hashtag of Kalechnikov or um, Sally in HR and I'll see it there. But anyway, I saw the video of this um, white woman. She's got her helmet on. She was cycling and she sees a black guy. Well, it's been filmed from the black guy's perspective. She sees a black guy and um, he's um, in his car. And he seems to be going through his glove compartment and she's come over to him and she said, um, basically she thinks that he's robbing the car. So he's filming her saying, but like, why would I be robbing my own car? And she's saying to him, well, if you're not robbing the car, what's the number plate then? Tell me what the registration plate is then if you're not robbing the car. And he, as he's arguing with her, he still says the number plate and she's looking at it and she's like, that's correct. And He's like, you're racist, you're racist. She's like, oh, what's race got to do with it? Everyone's talking about race now. What's race got to do with it? I'm, I was just asking. I was just checking because you were in the glove compartment. You were rummaging through the glove compartment and I was just checking. And he was just, he was saying that he was cleaning his car and she's been cycling along and she's seen him and she's decided to start talking. Um, He's, 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 um, he's written here. This morning I was in my car cleaning the passenger seat And this white lady came up to me accusing me of being a thief. I've lived in this area in Bristol for the past 10 years. I've been parking my car here for years now and I've never seen anything like this before. This is the same Bristol that toppled the statue of the the, the racist guy. Yeah. Um, So... You've done that, but the racism is still uh, is still there. It's still very pertinent in your community. This is why it's not just about doing things like that. It's not just about toppling um, statues and thinking that the work is done. There's still so much more work to do. Like so so much more work to do it's not that oh look but colston statue we took it down we took down colston statue that means nothing to me yes he was a slave trader and i hate him for being a slave trader and you took the statue down whatever the fuck the fact is your everyday people are still moving very very racist right what gets me is that white women specifically will claim that they're fearful of black men yeah or black people generally but when it's time to police you now they find some kind of avenger strength out of nowhere to be all up in your face if you really thought that he was robbing the car would you come up to him like that and start and start questioning what would you have done if he was actually robbing the car what would you on your ones what would you have done 
So it's like you knew that he wasn't robbing the car in the first place, you fucking prick. You just wanted to be able to say something and to, and to police black people's bodies. Like, white people don't even check themselves as to where that desire comes from, where that slave owner mentality resides within their spirit, where they'll see a black person just minding their business and they'll come and be like, what are you doing here? Account, you have to account for your, um, your presence in this area. I'm robbing the car. If I was robbing the car, really, truly, what can you do about it in your helmet and your foldable bicycle? What can you really do about it right now? And then she said, going, oh, I don't know why you're filming. No, race has got nothing to do with it. I was just checking. Okay, but if there was a white man, if there was a white man in the passenger seat of a car rummaging through the glove box, I know for a fact that this woman would not have stopped and started questioning what he was doing in the glove compartment because white people are just allowed to be. They're allowed to move in a racialized world with unracialized bodies. That woman wrote it. That's making 30K off doing anti-racism talks. But um, it really, it just really, really upsets me and it blows my mind that the goalposts and the gaslighting shifting all of the time Oh, I was so fearful of blackness, so scared of black people. But oh, what are you doing over there? Tell me what you're doing right now. It's like the, all um, them years ago when Jamelia, Jamelia, the singer, she was in the first class carriage of a virgin train, I think it was. Or she was in the first class ca- uh, carriage of a train and a white woman came up to her and was like, oh, do you have a ticket to be sitting in this section? Oh, I'm just asking because I just wanted to make sure that you were in the right section. What the fuck has it got to do with you? If I'm in the right section or not, I'll figure it out later with the train inspector. It's got nothing to do with you, Inspector Judy. Shut the fuck up. You don't need to be asking questions because then when white people got on, when a white man got on, she didn't ask him the same question. So white people need to really sit down and ask themselves and be honest with themselves about, oh, I'm not racist. I'm a nice person. I'm just, you know, concerned for the community. Go and be concerned with your own pussy. Yeah, go and be concerned with your mother's pussy. Go and take a straw and go and suck your mother. Go and be concerned with your mother's pussy. Don't be concerned about what I'm doing. I'm none of your business. Same thing with when Stormzy and police showed up at his house because neighbors called police because they didn't think that, they thought he was burgling his own house because he couldn't possibly be living in that area. Everywhere, black people are being reminded all of the time that you shouldn't have the things that you have and you shouldn't be here. So we're both invisible and hypervisible at the same time. It is an absolute mindfuck. So my straw of the week goes out to the employers in Beirut that are treating um, the black women like absolute shit. You can all suck your mothers forever. And my straw goes out to this woman, whoever the fuck she is, that felt like she had every right to be coming up to a a black man in his car and going and asking him to prove that the car is his. Because again, I I reiterate, because I saw in the comments, people were like, oh, well, why is he making such a big deal of it? She was just, you know, concerned. She was just doing the community thing. What, the community thing that she wouldn't do to a black, uh, to a white person? Because the, the inherent criminality is seen in blackness. That's what we're told. That's how blackness has been formed, that the criminality and the criminality lies with us. And that's why she's doing that. She wouldn't have questioned if another, if she saw a white woman in a car, in a passenger seat, rough um, rummaging through the glove compartment, she would never have questioned another white woman. And that just goes to show you what she thinks about black masculinity, black manhood and blackness as a whole. So whoever she is, she can take a straw, insert it into the little slits in her helmet and then use it to suck her mother. Prick, absolute prick. So that's that for this week. Anyway, thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this week's episode. Remember that you can join me on patreon.com 
forward slash Kelechi Okafor. The tar- uh, the prompt cards that I'm releasing, releasing spiritual seasoning for the soul will be dropping very, 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 very soon as we're in Virgo season, perfect season to drop them. Um, I'll be posting some pictures and things on social media so you can see how shiny and beautiful they look. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Ruth, for um, getting starting on the songs that I've been covering in the episodes and sending me um, a list of them so I can create a Spotify playlist. I appreciate you. I'll get on with that. But yeah, I've been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. You can follow me on at Kletchnikoff or at Say Your Mind Pod. Remember to hashtag at Say Your Mind Pod and share your views with me of this episode. I love to read it. Love to see it. And I guess that's it for this week. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy Hard time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind